Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Welcome to the Haunted Estate. Hello, hello, my gorgeous little creatures. It is Selena Myers, your host of The Haunted Estate, and welcome to the sixth episode. I can't wait until I can say, like, 106. How freaking awesome would that be? And yes, today is October 2nd, 2015, and you are right, that means only 29 days until Halloween. What are you wearing for Halloween? I want to know. Send me a picture. Send me a message right on our wall. Do that on our Facebook page at www.facebook.com slash thehauntedestate. And don't forget, if you have a story, a topic, write a short story, article idea, book, you name it, please email me at selena at thehauntedestate.com or don't forget the toll-free number 1-877-260-3428. Marilyn Monroe at Yesterday's Resort. I thought I would start us off with a bit of a cool story. Earlier in the summer, I had been off work sick for a while. I just wanted to go and just go to a hotel in nature and just, you know, forget about things. And I had gotten a book, of course, Cottage Country Ghosts, which is about, I think it's just Canada. Ontario. Only only Ontario. That is fantastic. I am also obsessed with Marilyn Monroe and everything to go along with that and all the ghost stories. And I was lucky enough to find a story called Marilyn Monroe at Yesterday's Resort. Yesterday's Resort is located um, in Ontario. Where exactly... French River in Northern Ontario. See, I looked so hard for this hotel, like desperately, desperately. I even called other resorts in the area and nobody knew what I was talking about. Um, and if they, there was one person who thought that they had closed a really long time ago and there were some reviews online, but none of the numbers kind of led to anywhere. So I was like, wow, so creepy. So here is this story. On Sunday, August 5th, 1962, a warm wind swept across the Mojave Desert and slowly lurked its way into Los Angeles. With it came a rush of sadness that settled over a home in Brentwood. Here, in the early morning hours, the lifeless body of a beautiful Hollywood sensation was discovered. Marilyn Monroe was only 36 years old. She had died tragically and presumably the victim of suicide. She was found laying face down on her bed with a telephone clutched in her hand possibly having used her final breaths to make one last desperate cry for help. This sad scene marked the end of Marilyn's painful story, or was it just the beginning to another chapter? 
To escape the constant attention of the American media, Marilyn would frequently vacation in a quiet, stress-free wilderness surrounding the French River in northern Ontario. Some people believed it was only here, away from the cameras of Hollywood, that she could stop the Marilyn Monroe persona and simply be Norma Jean. Some people also believed she was content here, that her spirit had chose to return to this site after her untimely death. The French River is one of Ontario's most beautiful waterways, a place of picturesque charm and rugged beauty. Crystal clear waters lap against rocky shores draped with a dense expanse of vibrant forest, making the Articule Canadian Wilderness experience. Overlooking this natural wonder, standing on rocky heights above, is the main channel of the French River. Yesterday's resort is a tangible link to the earliest days of tourism in Northern Ontario. In 1923, Canadian Pacific Railway officials were looking to increase passenger service. A service, from, a service on the line from Toronto to Sudbury, so the idea of an elite tourist resort on the French River became a reality. The resort offered accommodations and a charming rustic bungalows that featured modern amenities such as running water and electricity. Completely isolated in the virgin forest, 340 kilometers north of Toronto, accessible only by rail car, and the resort offered guests a complete solace. Rates at the time were $5 a day or $30 per week. The resort enjoyed many famous visitors over the years. In 1939, King George and Queen Elizabeth enjoyed dinner in the main dining room, and by 1950, the resort had gained a reputation as a, a retreat for Hollywood celebrities seeking to escape the limelight. Clark Gable and Ray Blodger, best known for playing the Scarecrow and Wizard of Oz, were only two of the actors who signed the guest book. By then, Marilyn had also discovered the Wilderness Retreat and frequently stayed in the Chalet 15, while recovering from miscarriages, marital upheave, and stress. Yesterday's resort hasn't changed much since it opened the main lodge and has maintained a look as it did 15, 50 years ago. And though the chalets are equipped with modern amenities, when you enter them it looks as if time stood still. Instantly you feel the warmth and nostalgic solitude of years gone by. The tiny decks speak of many guests who have traveled in and out of the cabins. A sense of history is also tangible here. You can almost imagine the starlet Marilyn Monroe relaxing in a chair, enjoying the soothing beauty of the area while escaping the demands of her fame. Marilyn was almost always filled with insecurities, the result of a troubled upbringing that left her emotionally scarred. She was born Norma Jean Mortson, and was later baptized Norma Jean Baker for her single mother Gladys Baker. Gladys Baker, Gladys, whose family had a history of mental illness, had a breakdown and was hospitalized shortly after giving birth to Norma Jean. She never really recovered, so young Norma Jean spent her life being shuffled from orphanage to orphanage, never feeling wanted or secure. When Norma Jean was 16, her guardian had to avoid sending her to another orphanage. She had arranged to have her marry a man five years her senior. Reluctantly, Norma Jean agreed. The marriage was predictably short-lived and only endured four troubled years. So perhaps it makes sense that even in death, Marilyn remains connected to the resort especially to Chalet 15, the very cottage in which she habitually stayed. Doors open by themselves as though someone is entering, but there's never anyone there. And occasionally a perfume scent cannot be a perfume scent that cannot be accounted for hangs in the air. Objects will move on their own accord as if somebody unseen is rearranging the decor to suit her taste. A staff member clearing the building often has a sense of a presence in the room, a presence that's been described to be feminine and gentle. 
On occasion, guests have seen the beautiful blonde woman appear immediately and disappear into the cabin. Marilyn made a rare public appearance before the elderly couple in 1996. They had been married at the lodge in 1946, and when their 50th anniversary came around, the couples decided to revisit the place they began their life together. As fate would have it, they stayed in Chalet 15. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now... All you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. One day, without warning, the apparition of a beautiful blonde woman appeared directly in front of them. She lingered for a second, looking about the cabin with a look of contentment on her angelic face and then disappeared. The couple was convinced that they recognized the ghost, and it was none other than Marilyn Monroe. Her spirit is not only felt in the chalet, but also in the dining area of the main lodge. Staff members working in the dining room have often seen a, have often seen a slender shadow following behind them, a shadow that doesn't have a source. When pressed, the witnesses say that they somehow instinctively know that the spirit is female. Also, the silverware on the tables can be rearranged to perfection, but often, sometimes, when they when the staff leaves the room, they return to find the silverware has all been rearranged in their absence, with no explanation. And guests, while enjoying comforts of the lounge, will be surprised to hear the, so- the sourceless soothing sounds of a woman singing. At yesterday's resort, many strange events evolve co- involve coffee, which is known to be one of Marilyn Monroe's favorite drinks. On an occasion, a coffee pot had been emptied by some unseen visitor, and the kitchen coffee maker had been, has been known to start on its own. Back in Chalet 15, staff would find coffee stir sticks repeatedly appearing on the floor after they replaced them on the appropriate shelf. Fred Risedale, a down-to-earth father of the owners, Doug and Mike Risedale, believe that he has had several encounters with the Hollywood starlet. It was a Sunday morning, and I was in the lounge reading Terry Boyle's book, Marilyn at French River, when I heard the sound of shuffling cards. Fred remembers it was very distinctive, and I clearly heard four sets of cards being dealt. I said to myself, who the heck is playing cards? But when I got up to look, there was no one there. I checked the dining room behind me and even out onto the veranda, and there was no one to be seen. It was really strange, but I'm certain of what I've heard. That was Fred's first experience, but it wouldn't be his last. I wasn't a believer until then. I had to experience something to believe it, but I started to believe it from that moment. In my second experience, I was leaning against a chair talking to one of my girls who work here. Suddenly, I saw three rows of glasses hanging above the bar move back and forth, tinkling together. It was around 5.30 or cocktail hour back in the day. The girls witnessed the phenomenon as well. Later, I discovered that many others had the same experience, always at cocktail hour. Several other inexplicable events have occurred since then, 
some witnessed by Fred and some by staff, others by guests who have no knowledge of the, of the resort's haunting or heritage. It's more than enough to make a believer of Fred Rysdam. He, like many others, now believes that believes that whatever peace she found she brings here, back in time, to escape the glare of the spotlight. Maria is a huge fan of the actress, and when she heard these stories she decided she had to go and see what this resort was all about. It was her way of connecting with one of her favorite movie stars. We soon realized that yesterday's resort is a fitting name. In this nostalgic and historic setting, it, is, it has simple cabins and a lodge that reflects our bygone era. It seems appropriate to members. I had the opportunity to stay overnight in the chalet which Marilyn vacationed in so many years ago. You can't imagine how exciting this was for me. Maria recalled later that the chalet was everything she imagined, full of rustic charm, yet comfort. It has two bedrooms, but I found myself automatically drawn to the one on my left. Somehow she got the feeling that this was the one Marilyn had stayed in. It wasn't a guess. I somehow knew it. This was just the beginning of Maria's connection to her Hollywood idol. I walked around the chalet, sat in an armchair in the living room, and enjoyed the spectacular view of the river below. It was breathtaking, and I began to see all the reasons why Marilyn escaped to this place. It was peace. I actually had to stop and think that if, in fact, if these were my feelings, or if they were somebody else's, and I could swear I felt a presence in the cabin. An unseen person, enjoying the tranquility just as I was. Interestingly, our cameras refused to work within Chalet 15. None of the photos taken, a total of perhaps half a dozen, turned out. And yet all the pictures taken elsewhere, even from just outside the cabin's porch, de developed beautifully. Strange coincidence? Perhaps. But, I was, but it left us wondering whether there was an unseen presence playing havoc with our cameras. Maybe Marilyn resented the use of a camera here in the one place she always found good to escape to. In the spirit that haunts yesterday's resort is, is indeed Marilyn Monroe, and many believe it is. When the tortured actress had found here the peace and contentment she was desperately looking for, and a life therefore refuses to leave in death. Do you have a topic that you would like us to talk about? Please let us know by calling our toll-free number and leaving us a message. one 260 3428 I love that, and when I read that story, I was just so desperate to go there and just see for myself. Um, I was just very curious, and not being able to find anything at all whatsoever was really disappointing. <laughs> really, really disappointing. I was really sad. I, I, As I said, I called everybody. I'm going to do more research. I tried, I put the address, I did find an address, and I put it into like Google Earth images and it literally pulled up nothing like I know this would be in the wilderness and it pulled up some really ugly street so fingers crossed that one day I'll find it and if I do I will definitely be posting pictures on our website and our website is www.thehauntedestate.com and now a ghost story from alluring Adriana on YouTube this paranormal story is going to be about my childhood house the thing is, it really wasn't my whole childhood house. Like, I lived there from age 6 to 12. And we still owned that house until I was, like, 20. So I would go back and visit that house during the summer, during spring break. Like, random times I would visit that house. And nothing happened to me in that house, really, 
when I was living there when I was younger. After I got older and after I had that one paranormal experience in the castle, if you guys have seen my first paranormal video, if you guys haven't seen that video, I'll have it linked down below because I will reference it a few times in this video. If you haven't seen that video, please pause this video and open that other video in the link so you guys can watch it and catch up on my stories. Anyways, after that happened to me, the paranormal activity in my life like spiked up like crazy. Like after I had that one experience, all the ghosts wanted to say hey or something. I'm gonna start with like the first kind of paranormal type thing that happened to me in that house. When I was around like six or seven, seven or eight, that age range, I remember I was in my bed with my cat and I was just like petting her and trying to go to sleep. And I was watching like her pupils. She was just watching something in the room like her eyes it looked like she was following something in the room but I didn't want to like turn around I was laying like this way and she was looking that way behind me I didn't really feel like turning around because I didn't want to turn around and see something so I just didn't I just watched her eyes and it looked like she was like following something behind me like with her eyes I remember thinking it was really weird and then also, her pupils like dilated at, at one point. My stomach dropped when her, her pupils dilated. It scared me to death. Technically, that could be considered like my first paranormal experience other than the, the thing that happened at the castle. But really, I mean, I don't know if it was, it was anything. I mean, it could have been like a bug or something as she was like watching with her eyes. I don't know. It could have been anything. But I remember that actually like scaring me because my stomach dropped when her pupils dilated. <laughs> So that was like the first thing that ever happened in that house and that was when I was like, like I said, like six to eight years. I don't remember like what age I was. It was around that time. Nothing happened until I went back there when I was 19. I was visiting there and my grandparents were living in that house at the time. I could like hear my grandpa like making all these weird noises in the night. Like I stay up really late. I have insomnia. I'm like up at 5 a.m. usually. <laughs> I stay up so late. Also, in the first video, you guys kept saying like there was like handprints forming on my skin. It's just me scratching myself. My nails are really long, so yeah. <laughs> so I could hear my grandpa making all these weird noises in the night. I just thought he was singing in his sleep because his bedroom was underneath mine. I could hear him through the ceiling. Like it was the floor for me, but it was the ceiling for him. So I just thought he was singing or like because <laughs> my grandpa does that, hums and makes noises like that. So I just thought it was him just making like humming noises. You know, I just kind of like whatever, like that's just my grandpa making noises. And then one day I was sleeping and I woke up and like I said in my paranormal dreams video, I can really tell when I'm dreaming versus when I'm awake because I'm legally blind. When I'm awake, everything is blurry. And then when I'm asleep, everything is super clear. Like in the dreams, they're super clear. Like I can see things super vividly in my dreams. When I'm awake, I can't see clear unless I have my contacts or glasses on. I wake up and I know I'm awake. I know for sure I was awake when I saw this. I was just laying there. You know when you first wake up, you're like kind of in a daze a little bit. I just look over and I see this woman standing there and she was wearing an apron and she she was an old woman, old. This woman, she had like curly, short gray hair. I could see like the color in her hair 
and I could see like it was curly and I could see she was like wearing an apron but it was blurry because I was awake. Positive this was not a dream. I just see this woman I'm like oh there's like a woman standing in my room but it wasn't scary. It was so weird because at the time it just didn't scare me like I wasn't alarmed at all that there was a woman in my room. Oh hey there's an old woman standing in front of my bed. Like, that's not weird at all. My bedroom had this massive window in the back. She was standing, like, in front of that window. The window, like, made it look like she was, like, glowing, kind of. She didn't look scary. It wasn't, like, a scary thing. Kind of like, oh, there's an old woman. And then I fell back asleep, like, instantly. It was so weird. I remember just waking up, seeing an old woman, going, oh, there's an old woman not being scared at all and then falling right back asleep. So that happened. I woke up later on and I was like, was that a dream? Because it wasn't clear. Like in my dreams, everything is clear. And I specifically remember it being all blurry, like I was awake. Hey, like whatever. I never even thought like, oh, this house is haunted or anything. Cause like that house wasn't that old. I thought it was kind of weird, but I just kind of like forgot about it. Then another time I went back to the house my grandparents weren't living in it. No one was living in it. We actually had no furniture in the house. We were just getting ready to sell it and me and my friends wanted to go there for spring break. We went to this basically abandoned house. There was no furniture in it and we slept on like blow up mattresses. It was like me and my friends and it was, it was actually pretty fun. We had a good time. The first night we were there, we were all like laying like, on a blow up bed in my room and I could distinctively hear the exact same humming and the grandpa noises that I had been hearing the summer before that. The noises that I thought my grandpa was making, I was hearing and my grandpa wasn't there. I was actually like sweating because I was so scared. My friends were right next to me, just like <laughs> laid there in fear. That was so brilliant of me because like what if there actually was a burglar? I ended up falling asleep. Me and my friends all heard things in this house. We all came to the conclusion that there was like a paranormal presence there, but it wasn't like a bad presence. We all felt like there was something there, but just not something bad. Then my family and I went to go basically paint the walls of the house, make the house look nicer because we were trying to sell the house. My mom was in the master bedroom which is next to one of the bathrooms in the upstairs part of the house and my brother and I were painting the living room like down and downstairs of the house. My dad was talking to my mom in the master bedroom. They were having this conversation. She's like, are you going to the bathroom? I'm about to like paint the bathroom. Like don't go in the bathroom. My brother and I were like, what? Is she talking to us? Mom, what? He came down and she was like, is one of you guys in the bathroom? And we're both like, we're right here. She's like, I actually saw a black figure go from one of the rooms into the bathroom. She could, she was standing in the master bedroom's door and she saw it walk down the hallway into the bathroom like straight up black shape she said she saw someone go in the bathroom and she was talking to them like they were going into the bathroom and my brother and I were both downstairs my dad and my mom were both in the same room there was no one else in the house my mom distinctively saw a black figure go into the bathroom completely full figure she was so shocked she was like you guys are not playing prank on me are you we're just like no 
We were both in the living room painting the living room. There was no one else in the house. That was so weird. That actually made me bring up the fact, like all of the paranormal experiences I had in that house, because I don't really like to talk about it too much, because I don't want people to think I'm crazy. <laughs> I mentioned that I had seen that old woman, and my mom tells me that there had been an old woman in that house that died in the house. So that's great. She said that she would bake all the time and they would call her, I think it was like Miss Muffins, which sounds kind of weird. I'm pretty sure she said they called her something along the lines of that. And I was like, she was wearing an apron when I saw her. What? Like I saw this old woman wearing an apron an old woman that loved to bake, lived in the house, and died in the house. My mom had never told me this before. That's basically the story of my old childhood house. Thank you so much to Alluring Adriana. I was doing some research for the podcast, and I came across her personal stories on her YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash Alluring Adriana. I just love finding people who tell their own stories and tell them really well and I just found her story so intriguing I love the cat you know animals they definitely see more than we do I love the story at the end with the old lady and the mom saying that yes she did live there was a lady who died here she baked all the time because when you get that evidence there like when your mom says she was cooking and you're like oh my god she was wearing an apron it really takes that doubt out of your mind which is a good thing and also a terrifying thing because you can't just you know cut that down to being sleepy or or anything like that so thank you very much adriana that is luring adriana on youtube please go and check her out hopefully she will post more stories that we can share with you soon we would love to hear your story please call and leave us a message at 1-877-260-3428. That's free to call from anywhere in the world. I recently had spoken about a book, I think it was in the third or fourth podcast, called The Dark Cloud of Oxford, The Topping Massacre. I actually ended up getting the book from the author, a signed copy, which was fantastic. It was really cool to meet him, and I did read it, and I just want to say, it is so well done and gory. It goes into the deepest sides. It has autopsy reports, newspaper reports, pictures, you name it. So if you have not yet checked out the book section on the website, which is thehauntedestate.com, scroll down, you'll see a little one. It'll say books. You click on that. You will see The Dark Cloud of Oxford, The Topping Massacre. You click on that. It will take you to the Facebook page for that book, and you can contact the author, and he will let you know how to get your hands on a copy. And maybe Maybe, maybe it will even be signed. And now, for another ghost story. Hi everyone, so today I'm going to be talking about my paranormal experiences with you guys. Um, all of my paranormal experiences like, are all rolled up into one category, and the category should be named Stan because that is what our ghost's name is. So background knowledge my it is my sister's ex-boyfriend now's ghost um and her boyfriend ex-boyfriend was my best friend's older brother and my sister is my older sister so we all have known each other for quite some time 
So starting off, I didn't know about this ghost until after my first paranormal experience. Uh, my sister's running late to work one day, so she's like, oh, can you lock the door? So I lock the door, like, tell her, like, okay, bye, see you later. And I go back down to my room, and my room's in the basement, and her room is on the second floor of the house. So that's, like, up two flights of stairs. So I all of a sudden, like, I hear, like, flip-flops, like, flopping up in her room. So I'm like, all right. And I'm like, what is she doing home? So... I didn't hear the door open or anything and like you hear the door open and like you hear someone like coming in the house pretty much from the basement so I go upstairs and the, the door doesn't seem to be touched at all I go and look out the front window and her car isn't there and I go up into her room nothing's there or anything but there's like shoes on the floor but like her room usually does have like shoes just like lying around everywhere so that wasn't like anything weird so I kind of just was like okay maybe she did come home and maybe she just was really in a rush so I was she's like sitting down at like the dinner table and I like kind of like and it was like just me and her I was like hey like did you come home like today at all and she was like no like I went straight to work Jewel and I was like are you sure and she's like yeah I didn't come home so I was like well I heard flip-flops flopping up in your room and she's like explained to me like about this ghost and the ghost's name's Stanley we called him Stan for short and um He's pretty aggressive, uh, not aggressive, but he's very, he wants us to know he's there. Um, after that, like, we would, like, go in her room and her incense would be, like, thrown across the room and we'd be like, oh, Stan, like, joking around. But she did explain to me that he was wearing a black cloak when my sister's boyfriend saw him. So, we don't know his name was Stan, we have no proof, but that's just what we named him. So, um... She would, like, say, like, oh, like, stuff's been thrown across my room, the ghost, I'd, like, think I'd see, like, images flying across, nothing, like, very big. So then I kind of, like, wrote all my details. So I'm talking to my stepdad one day, and I'm telling him about this ghost, and he goes, well, I see him, and I'm like, I'm sorry, and he's like, in the mornings, I see him, like, walking into my room, and Rocky even sees him, like, our dog, he's like, he barks at the, the door. I'm like, well, what's he wearing? And he goes, like something black like a black fabric type of like cloak or something and I'm like oh I was like well that's weird like never has he ever heard of this ghost before and he just described the image that I was described so I kind of was like okay that's really weird so one night it's like three in the morning and I'm the only one up everybody else is asleep and my stepsister is spends every other weekend there just so happened this weekend she's very sick so I hear someone crying daddy like daddy like daddy like so I was assuming she needed something because she was sick so I grabbed her a cup of water or like a juice box or something and I walk upstairs and I'm like are you okay and she's asleep she wasn't crying and I even wake her up I'm like are you okay do you need anything and she's like no no I was like did you call for someone and she's like no like she was asleep like it took her a little bit to like wake up so I was like okay so someone just cried daddy oh okay and it wasn't her so who else would it be because who else like there's no other explanation so um I'm talking to this girl in my old class and I'm like telling her about this like just kind of because it was like pretty interesting to me and she goes well you know demons like have a sign of like footsteps like in the house like when they're present and like she was like and they also often disguise themselves as like little children to make you think that it's just a ghost and they are harmless right so I was like uh well uh now I know thanks for telling me that one <laughs> like so 
I let that, I let everything go. I'm like, it's just nothing. It's just all a coincidence. So then one day uh, when my parents leave their door open and it's windy and they leave the window open as well, they, the door like swings back, back and forth, which is not weird. We know that happens. So one day I'm like filming a Snapchat and I'm like, oh my God, the ghost, the ghost. And then bam, the door just slams shut so loud. So I was like, yo, I was like, that is not a coincidence. So I go to save it and what do you know, Snapchat just completely crashes my, like everything just crashes. My phone like even locked, like it crashed and the video didn't save. So yes, Snapchat does crash every once in a while, but is it really a coincidence that my phone like locks and everything that doesn't happen? That's not something that just like, no. So I was like, well shit, all right, that, uh, that uh, sums up something, uh, there, there's the ghost. So after that, I kind of like stayed back or whatever. And then, <laughs> so I was like, so I kind of just like let everything go. And then I moved to my dad's house. So like, I didn't have really any experiences. A couple months ago, my sister, not my sister, sheesh, my best friend has a cousin who lives with her and a cousin that was visiting from Las Vegas. So I'm just telling about it. It's like two in the morning. We just finished watching like a ghost movie and I'm like telling them all about it, right? So we're sitting on the front porch. Three o'clock in the morning, freezing cold out. We hear something bang on the roof. So they like run inside. So I kind of just like stayed out there. I'm like, it was just water. Like it was just snowing. Like a nice cold fell. So I let it go. And then wind chimes, like, there's there's no wind, keep in mind, wind chimes just start going off, and a door, like, slams, like, open and closed, but there's nobody outside, and I, there's nobody there. It's, like, three houses down, and I'm like, there is no one there, that is, there. that's just, and I'm just got done talking to everybody about my ghost. So, I was like, okay, okay, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go in the house and pretend that that didn't happen. So then... A couple days ago, maybe like a couple weeks ago actually, I'm with my friend whose older brother is my sister's ex-boyfriend. I know, a lot of names, a lot of backtrack. So I'm with her, we both know about Stan. She was being like really mean and I was like leaving the house. So I was like, well I hope Stan comes get and gets you. And she was like, you didn't. I was like, I did. I was like, Stan, I'm summoning you like joking around, right? No, it, it was no joke. So I'm walking home five minutes after I'm saying it. I love the black white, it's like 11.30 at night, and I'm just like cruising home, and I'm like, oh yes, like get home, yes, it's cold, so I'm like all bundled up, and in the middle of the street, something just appears in all black and just bolts down the street. It didn't start at the beginning of the street, like, okay, my view is like this, it started like in the middle of my view, like if my view was this much, it started right here and ran across, like I would have saw someone walking and then running, like no. It just appeared and ran across. Captain, for like two seconds, right after I summoned him. Call and tell us your story at one eight seven seven two six zero three four two eight. That is another ghost story that I found on YouTube, and that is Yo, it's Julia. She is adorable, and I feel like she's also really good at telling her stories. And I know a lot of people who do um, name their ghosts, and I think that that is just the cutest thing that you can do. And 
actually, it can be cute, but it can also be terrifying. Stan sounds like uh, not your buddy. So some people, you know, some places are haunted, some people are haunted. And I look forward to hearing more stories about Stan. So please, if you love the show, please rate us on iTunes. That's what gets us noticed. And we will see you next week on The Haunted Estate. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.